0: Real Life Real Crime is a true crime podcast brought to you weekly by Woody Overton, Jim Rathman, and executive producer Toby Tomplay.
1: This episode of Real Life, Real Crown the Podcast will contain descriptions of acts of violence or that are of a sexual nature. It should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. Jim and I do not get the facts of these cases off of the internet or from some television show. The facts we're retelling you were presented to us by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My description of the crime scenes or what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. I'm Woody Overton, your host, my co-host and partner, my brother from another mother, the hitman, Jim raffin what's up jim
0: what's going on woody hope you're doing well hope everybody had a good holiday and a good new year's
1: so today we're going to do this episode and i think we'll call this one dookie dookie d-o-o-k-i-e and we might laugh a little bit y'all uh, we're certainly not laughing at the people in the, in the stories i think jim's gonna tell one and i'll tell at least one um but we're going to call it Dookie. I mean, I, my son, my youngest son is nine. And all the rest of my kids are college age. And, you know, he could say Dookie and it makes me laugh. And I, I'm 50 years old. <laughs> I mean, it's just something you never get over with or, or poop or whatever you want to call it. But we'll call it Dookie. And again we're not making fun of anybody it's just some lighthearted police stories we want to share with y'all and hope you enjoy and uh, if you don't want to hear about Dookie then, then turn it off <laughs> go ahead Jim I'll let you start
0: <laughs> yeah I, look I'm, I'm going to warn you we're going to laugh we'll probably laugh more than normal because that's one of the things we love to do and you know we just we're unedited so laugh along with us hopefully you'll enjoy it. yeah <laughs> All right. So this is uh this is a good one. Um, this goes back some time. So this probably would have been about 2005 time frame. Um, as I mentioned to you guys before, I had, when I worked the road, I worked the west side of Livingston Parish. It was actually in the southwest, uh, which is very busy. It's very, um, you know, it's just very active. Unlike the east side, which is, you know, real rural and whatnot, this is, built-up development area. There's We have everything,
1: neighborhoods,
0: um, trailer parks, just you name it, we got it. It's very populated. So um, whenever there's a big disturbance, whether it's in the southwest or the northwest, if you need additional units, somebody from that west side, whether it's from the north will come down to the south or some the units from the south side will come up to the north and help out. In this particular time, and I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to set it for you, it was in December. It was cold. It was actually really cold in Louisiana at the time, um, and I worked the night shift. And there was a big disturbance. And if you've been up in Livingston Parish before, I'm sure you're familiar with Lockhart Road. Um, and right off of Lockhart Road and 16 is is some uh, some neighborhoods and, and trailer parks. And so there was a big disturbance that was going on up there in the north. A big old fight broke out, and just. All these people. So the request came for additional units. So I head up north and I get on scene and we've got, you know, four or five units out there and we got all these people sitting down, finally got them all under control. We have them sitting down. Some are in handcuffs. Some are not. And you know, there's fights going on. You got to restrain people and get them to stop. So we're checking driver's licenses and running people for warrants. Um, and one of our, deputies i'm not going to say his name because he's still active <laughs> but i will just say that he's a very big guy probably a good old six 245 250 i'll leave it at that um was on the scene as well and i i this guy and i would joke around all the time we're constantly laughing we're constantly communicating and is a good friend and <laughs> so i look at him And I'm up there and ask him a question and he's like incredibly irritated. And I'm thinking, My gosh, we go through this all the time. What what could he be so irritated about? And he's literally yelling out these driver's license numbers and warrants like through the radio. Like, hurry up. And I'm I'm looking at him like, Sean
1: That's
0: like You
1: you said You say the last name. You didn't say the last name, go ahead.
0: So I'm like, bro, you got all these, like you're, like you're sweating. It's like come down on your forehead, man. And it, it's cold out here. Like, what's going on with you? And he's like, I don't feel good. All right. And, you know, he's pacing back and forth. And he's getting mad. And I'm like, you, dude, you're all right. You know, and he's just, goes, calls back to dispatch. You got that 29 check yet? And, which is a warrant check. And, you know, and they're like, negative standby stand by and he
1: starts pacing all of a sudden hey, hey, he, hey, he looks over when you when you jump on a dispatcher like that and you're trying to hurry him up you can bet that puts makes them go even slower <laughs> they're like you're gonna, you're gonna snap at me oh yeah now I'm really gonna drag this out but yeah so <laughs> so he goes you know
0: he looks over and Look, at he's got this strange look on his face and next thing you know he literally just takes this driver's license that he's holding and it was almost like he's throwing one of those uh, Chinese stars it just <laughs> he flicks it over at me and he's like I gotta go and I just watched him turn around and he's walking as quickly as he can to his unit yet he's squeezing as hard as he can because something <laughs> is just about to happen it's not right and remember it's super cold out yeah. and he's literally sweating yeah. so he gets in his unit and like I'm talking flying out of that out of that gravel road onto onto Lockhart and you can hear him hitting it next thing you know you can actually hear he did he, uh, he turned on the, the lights and sirens to get to that little <laughs> get intersection get out of the way people and then yeah. you can and you can hear him heading south well we call that rolling code yeah okay. Yeah, the reason he's heading south on 16 is because his apartment was over there and he's moving so the rest of us on 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 the scene were kind of chuckling a little bit because we all took notice and started kind of making little jokes about so we finished dealing with everybody there and um you know the the responding officer or the responding deputy there ended up arresting a couple of people so once we got all that taken care of we take off i get back in my unit and I got a couple of missed calls on my phone. Hmm. So I grabbed my phone and I, I called. And like, what's up? And hey, he's like, he, hey.
1: He, tell him who the missed calls were from. It was from the guy that left the scene rolling. Oh, code. it was
0: from the yeah. guy that left the scene. Yeah. Taking off, running code through an intersection to, to get to his apartment. And so I had this message like, hey, I need you to come by. I need you to come by my place. <laughs> I said, all right. So <laughs> I get in my unit, myself and another guy. We uh, we stop over there by, by his apartment, and then when I first get there, I I see his unit parked there, <laughs> and I look up where his apartment is, and the door is literally off the hinges, <laughs> and I'm like, what on earth happened, right? So I walk in there, and he's sitting on his couch, and he's just looking like, oh man, you know, like was <laughs> it, it just one look like relief, two look like some stress.
1: I guess so. so. I get up there, I'm
0: like, dude, what, what the heck happened? And he goes, man, I had to go so bad. Like he goes, I've never felt like that in my life. I had to go so bad. He goes, I thought I was going to go in my pants, which is why I had to go code through the intersection. And I was flying. He goes, so as I'm driving, I'm, I'm snapping my duty rig. Yeah, you know, which is where you know you have your your, your pistol on there and your, you know, your handcuffs and everything slide, on your, slide, on your belt. So he's and all undoing that. the snaps on it so he can take it off. Well, what a lot of us do in, in, in our units, so I actually, I won't even go ahead and say, I'll just go ahead and say that he has a set of keys that are on his duty rig. He has like a, um, like a key holder on his duty rig. And that is actually where his apartment keys are. And uh, a key to his unit (laughs) was on. Well, he was taking that off. And when he pulled up to the apartment, he threw that into the passenger seat as he was driving so he could get out as quickly as possible. He gets out and locks his door.
1: What's that? He threw his duty rig into the passenger seat. He threw
0: his duty rig into the passenger seat, got out, locked the doors, and then just took off a flight of steps. And when he got to the top, he realized... He's going to undo his door and he realizes, oh, shit, I took my duty rig off and there were my keys. Yeah. So he's starting to see, he's sitting there, he's got to go real bad, but he's kind of like that in-between before it comes back. Yeah. And he's thinking, do I walk back down and try to get in my car? And he goes, but the doors are locked. So I can either break out the window yeah. and, you know, or do I go up and I, I, I breach my own door? And he goes. At first, he thought about walking down the steps. He said he got about two or three steps down before he realized it came back. And when it came back on him, he's like, "Oh God, this is it. Here it comes." <laughs> so he just took back off towards the door and absolutely put a boot right to the—I mean, right on the door hinge. Bing! And and, and, awesome. and door flies right open, and he literally just ran into the bathroom, and he—he he, you know did a dookie. <laughs> So, we can't stop laughing because, one, we already saw what he was like on the scene. Now, he's got his duty rig in his unit. It's locked. He's got a door completely off offhand. He's got the apartment manager now coming over going, what the hell happened? It looks like a clock raid just happened right. on his apartment. <laughs> he's completely and, uh, Because all,
1: all the blue and whites, all the cop cars are now pulling up, and, and Jim and everybody oh, yeah. else is on shift. show. The doors off the hinges. The apartment manager. A lot of times, apartment uh, apartments will give you discount as a cop if you have a marked unit. Could, you know, because uh, your unit acts as a visual deterrent to criminals as well. So the last thing the, the apartment manager was suspecting was to look out and see all the cop cars and the doors knocked off the hinges. Is the cops' doors?
0: Okay. because I mean, he had an emergency shit. I mean, that's just he had to do it. Was going from. And so, you know, of course we're gonna we're gonna bust his shops all the way through, so we gotta let everybody know that this is what happened. Yeah. Um, but you know, even though he, he was a courtesy officer, he had to he had to pay for a whole new door and yeah. Um, they even made him install it. Yeah. Which was uh pretty funny. And then, you know, we all we had these little kits in our units that we could use to you know, to gain access to a vehicle whenever there's somebody locks your keys inside or if there's a child locks inside. Yeah, it, it, so we had to go ahead and use those tools to get back into his unit because everything was locked unit. up inside his unit. So um, he didn't want us to call anybody or dispatch, but, you know, we, I mean, before the night was over with that, absolutely everybody knew the whole story. Yes,
1: indeed. And, yeah, so, and then it been and within a couple of days, it's like the Cajun queen, everybody in the department knew the whole story. Oh, yeah. The, the uh, cops are the world's worst about riding other cops in and, and, and but it is what it is. It's part of the deal. Yep, that's a good dookie story. I can see that big, big <laughs> dude having
0: to take his own door. <laughs> Oof. Uh, I mean, that, that, you got to look at that. I mean, that door was literally, it was it was like hanging on like one little yeah. hand. That that
1: but this is a big dude, y'all. I mean, I'm 6'2. He's, he's, he's got to be 6'4, six, 6'5. Six, well, I don't know how much big he is. Big and but, absolutely strong
0: effect. Yeah,
1: yeah. Anyway, that's a good one, Jim. um uh, Let's see. Let me do a Dookie, a dookie story. Uh, i tell you one of the ones I remember. That was, for some reason, I must have been, and we never had any extra duty details back then uh, other than an occasional roadside, one on the interstate or something like that, and the one that the trash place, CEI, and you never could get them. But for some reason, I had a, a blue and white. I was the detective, but I was... I barred somebody's blue and white. I don't remember why, but I, the reason I remember it is because uh, they had just got the cameras put in the car and whenever the dash cams and whenever you turn on the lights, the strobe lights, the, the bar lights, it automatically turned the camera on. And I anyway, it was nighttime. I was driving on the interstate uh, from Albany towards Livingston for something for the life of me. I can't remember why I had the car. But I saw this car with the truck popped open and its hazards on, pulled over like kind of haphazardly to the shoulder of the interstate. Well, the one thing about Willie Gray's was, on on, on if you were in a unit, uh, he would he would let you drive it yourself on your days off in the parish, and one it acted as a, as a criminal deterrent, and you know criminals never knew. Uh, where people blue and whites were going to be right and and uh, but number two the rule was you had to always keep your radio on um and if there was a call that came up close to you even if you're off duty so let's say i'm driving down i'm driving through albany and there's a call on north cafe line road and, and it's close to me and I'm going to go catch it even though I'm off duty. And so it cuts down on response time and stuff like that. And like I used to say, there were three, right. three kinds of time back then. There was straight time, which is your regular chef um, comp time. That was like, if you get whatever, uh, uh, something that went over, you didn't get, you didn't get time and a half. You got time to take off. And then they had Willie time. <laughs> and it was a whole lot of Willie time kids, fun days. and, and, Whatever, right? The you know? Big dinners, <laughs> big didn't want to say it, but steak dinners, <laughs> the campaign stuff. Love you, Willie. Yeah, love you, but love you, boss. Man, I know you, I hope you listen to this now. But there was a lot of Willie time, but I never mind it. But I, I still can't remember why I was in a blue and white, but anyway, so I didn't know about the, the, uh, the camera, and I, I saw this. Vehicle, it's nighttime, the trunk's up, but there ain't anybody around it, so I I put that bright spotlight on and I pull over uh, on Interstate 12. We were going westbound. I pull up, you know, a safe distance behind the vehicle. I light it up. I don't see anybody, but the trunk's open and and the driver's side door was open. And And I get out and I'm walking up and I have my handheld flashlight. I'm walking up and I hear this screaming now i'm on camera and i don't realize i'm on camera but the audio wasn't on because the audio thing did, did that run off their belts or something i don't remember why the yeah, audio didn't. it was a little
0: little 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 switch so the, the microphone was on the person no it was on it was on the belt and the mic was connected to your to your uh okay my wherever you want to put it i always put it in between i, I where I, my buttons are
1: okay so i would just sure. remember that i didn't i didn't we didn't have cameras. We didn't have dash cameras when I was in uniform patrol. But, and I know this wasn't my car. And I know the mic wasn't on because when I got, got to see the video later on, I'll get to it in a second. So I just couldn't remember why. But anyway, so I'm walking towards the front of the car and I'm looking. I mean, I don't know what's going on. If the person got hit or something, they got out of the car and they got hit. But I hear this screaming in you could see me on the camera, I'm at the front of the car, and I turn, and I'm looking down the ditch, and it's a big steep embankment in woods, and this lady is running out of the woods. She was probably like 40 years old, short, black, curly hair. Um, uh, it was summertime, y'all, and she had on a pink top and white shorts. She comes running, screaming. I'm talking about hysterically screaming. Ah, oh, God. Oh, God. Officer, help me. I'm like, oh, shit, man. she had been raped. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't have a radio to call it in. I didn't have a shoulder mic or anything to call it in. I'm literally out there, just her and I. I had a weapon on, naturally. So she's coming running up at me. I'm putting my hand on my weapon. I'm like, you can see me. I'm holding my hand. I'm like, man, stop, stop, stop. Hold on, hold on. I mean, she's in hysteric. Eric's I mean I I was seriously thinking I'm looking at a victim of a rape or something here and she got up close to me I said said, stop stop right there I said just calm down take a breath tell me what's going on she's screaming and crying she said she said oh I said what is wrong with you she said I have to poo so bad and I'm like what and then she went it just went I was like holy you can see me on the camera I'm like what and then I was doing my hands up, and it it was like the sound, the worst, <laughs> well, I hate the word fart. <laughs> the worst farting sound you ever, sound like a cannon going off. And I'm standing there, I'm going, I'm, I'm in total shock, and it's going, and, I, and then it, smell hits me. I look down, and I'm not making fun of the lady, y'all. I look down, and I don't know what the hell she had been eating, but her legs were like, she waded out into a pool of oil, black stuff, running liquid, <laughs> down her legs and splatting off the cement like she was urinating. I'm talking about it was like a gusher. And I'm like, she had on white shorts. I was like, you see him on the camera. I was like, ah. And I was throwing my hands up in the air. And she was like, do something to help me. I was like, I can't do anything to help you.
0: <laughs> I'm backing up. And, and uh, you're probably like, don't get it on
1: my. Face, no, I was please. like, holy shit, man! And I thought. Then I almost threw up. And, I mean, I could work all the dead bodies and, and the and, and the you know maggots and all the stuff. And when the, when it just catch you by surprise, and this woman's literally got the Hershey squirts or whatever you want to call them. She's just blowing it up, and then she just bent over again and just did again. And then she turned around cramping up her stomach, and I'm not, I'm not making fun of me, y'all, I felt bad for her today, but, I mean, at the time, I was in shock and awe, if you will, and she turned around, and her whole pants were black, her legs were black, there was black shit all over, literally shit all over the ground, and she just, I don't know how big her stomach was, but it seemed like she kept doing it for an eternity, and, uh, anyway, the, the, I had to. Get, I went back and got in the car, and the she didn't have anything. You know, I was like, ma'am, ma'am, it, you know, uh, do you have anything in your car? Uh, anything you know to clean with? And She's like, no, I don't have anything. And now, when I had my blue and white, I and mean, that was our office, you could go in my trunk, and John T. Wilkinson's wife always hooked me up because I was single at the time. But she, I haven't had rolls of paper towels and all this stuff, What my what my shit. But I did get in the, in the trunk and find uh, some paper towels, and I ended up, uh, I had to call it in the radio room because it, it, I called in that I was out with the vehicle, and they had been calling for me, and I didn't have a radio shoulder mic on, and they had sent other units because they thought I wasn't code four. They, they thought something was wrong with me, like I was fighting somebody or whatever. The Hell, I totally forgot about the radio room. And so, yeah, then I hear sirens coming in the distance while I'm uh, digging in the trunk. And I'm like, oh, shit. I and I, and I, I jumped on the radio and I said, I said 259, I'm code four, I'm code four. And they said, uh, actually, they they held the net for me. They said I had 10, uh, whatever.
0: 1073.
1: Yeah, to uh, to release the net. But, uh, you know, 201 is code four. But other deputies started showing up and literally it was a shit show now pretty funny uh we helped the lady we we, we got her some some first responders come out and the volunteer firemen came out and they got her cleaned up and got her on her way and but but here's when it got bad the uh after she was gone i didn't know about the camera in the car and they uh, the radio room called me because they had heard by this time somebody called them and told uh, told them what happened, and they uh, oh I don't even know if I should tell this part. But they they called me and said you need a in the radio room. And When I went ten eight from the call back back in service or or I wasn't in service, but I let I said two oh one two five nine. I'm I'm back ten eight to where I was going or en route to where I was going, and they said no you need a in the radio room. Uh, and I was like, okay, so 1019 means come to. So I go to the radio room and they were like, yeah, you, you got it on camera. I said, I, I, I forgot. And, and the, I won't say whom, um, someone had access to the lock box and they put it on the big screen. And then for me, it, it, I didn't have any audio. It's one thing for me to tell you the story and you see it in the head. It's a whole <laughs> another thing when you see it in living color. And the woman coming out and I mean, I almost shot her at one point cause she wouldn't follow my commands to her literally blowing it up on film. I mean, it was bad. It was just as bad as I described, but my face when, when she started blowing it up and, and it took me by surprise and I threw my hands up in the air, I almost took off running backwards, but <laughs> I guess you had to be there or you had to see the video take cause it was funny as, as fudge. Uh, Anyway, I got one more quick one the, the I was on the west side and I was in detectives and I had um, somewhere over there not far from Eastover uh, um, but not in Eastover I had a warrant for a guy but he lived in a trailer way back in whatever I mean he didn't have a driveway and so I had to go get him we snuck up on the trailer and saw him through the window. course he didn't answer the door but once we when you see the see him through the window it's what we call hot pursuit meaning you can make entry to get him and so whatever his name was i'm banging on the door i'm like i know you're in there you come you're you know have a warrant for your rest come to the door he wasn't coming so we kicked the door uh kicked the door snatch him up put him in cuffs, and he starts right away, and he's drunker and shit, and he starts right away. He said, he didn't have a shirt on, all he had was shorts. He said, you gotta let me take a shit. You gotta let me take a shit. I'm like, motherfucker, no, I'm not letting you do anything, man. Come on, You're <laughs> going, your ass is going to jail. I've been out here, it was hot, it was summertime, I've been standing out there swatting the big old mosquitoes, and it was just a nasty place. The yard was all muddy and stagnant water, it stunk. And he's like, I'm telling you, you got to let me go to the bathroom. I'm like, no, not going to happen. So get him, had to walk back through the mud and everything, get him in, in uh, back in my unmarked unit. Now, when I arrested people in uniform, I would tell them before I put them in a the car, I said, listen, if you kick my car, you bang my window, you throw up in it. You do whatever. We're going to have an issue because this is my office. I spend more time in this unit than I do my own home. Do not disrespect my office. And so I would say the same thing. A lot of times I would have uniformed guys transport for me if, if somebody was free, but they were busy. Uh, and I said, you know what? I got them. Don't worry about it. And he was just raising hell. I got a shit. I got a shit. And I'm like, shut up, man. You'd be at the jail in 10 minutes. And we got on the interstate. And I, it, the smell hit me, and it just made my eyes water almost. The same like that lady on the side of the interstate it hit me, but I didn't know. I didn't hear this guy's. That lady sounded like a cannon. Her ass was a cannon going off. This guy was silent but deadly. He just blew it up, and the, the smell hit me. And I had my mouth open, and I was off. I was like, uh, I could almost taste it. I had to pull over. And, he, and then he started going, oh, I told you I had to shit. Oh, I'm shitting in your car. And I'm like, okay, I got something for you. And I took him out. He had shit, diarrhea shit, all in my car. And then um, he, he he, turned his ass around. He said, I'm going to get shit on you. You should have did. I said, you better turn him around. I said, do not do that or I'm going to be forced to physically restrain you. He said, he turned around did his ass. I took out my freeze I sprayed the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I doused him down, and he's like, "That didn't hurt." And then the freeze plus P, it takes it like a minute and a half for it to kick in. <laughs> after about a minute and a half, it kicked in, and his eyes involuntarily swell shut, and you know makes you feel like you can't breathe. And I just shoved him back in his own shit and took him to the jail, and had a, had a uh, an inmate. Come clean. The trustee is the one that got really. He really got the <laughs> so shitty, do. the shitty end of the stick, if you will. The trustee had to come clean the shit out of the back of my car. But there's a million of those stories, oh, y'all. Man. Yeah, he tried to put his dookie. His he tried to put his dookie behind on me.
0: I forgot about that until I started telling it. Do you have to stick your head out the window like? No, <laughs> oh, I tell me, I
1: had the windows <laughs> down. You better believe it. I had the windows down and, and going. I mean, I mean, if I'm. A, aware that it's coming, it's like skinning an animal whatever of the dead bodies I just, I breathe uh, through my mouth, as long as I don't catch uh, the original woof of it, I'm okay right, but if I catch it then it's, and I can taste it, it's just it's not good so, anyway, and y'all you know, cops go out there every day, put their lives online line and literally, you know, deal with stuff like this, only on real life real crime will you hear cops talking about dookie stories and on Real Life Real Crime patron members.
0: We're damn sure not putting this one out to the public. So, <laughs> I got one more. Right. Let me get one more. Go ahead. So, working at night shift, I was always a, the jokester of it, kind of like uh, what I was in my football days in the locker room. Um, I used to mess with certain individuals on our shift, particularly just one a lot of the times. But um, I used to do little things because he, you know, had gotten in a few vehicle wrecks so willie put him in an old pool unit oh, yeah. and so i used to like to take the little hub cap off and i used to put a couple of pebbles in it and then he would drive around and by you know, the end of the night yeah yeah he'd call out to the supervisor and be like i got to take my my unit in to for for maintenance there's something wrong with the tire and then he'll go in <laughs> they'll, take, they'll take the pebbles out they'd be like there's nothing wrong with your car <laughs> just... He'd get it back to the next shift. I do another tire. Oh my god! <laughs> never that's would funny. he would never figure out. Like, maybe I should pull it off. Yeah. So he came over to my house <laughs> one day before uh, before shift, and and so we worked night shift, like we said. And and so on college football Saturdays, I mean, look, I got to watch my, my LSU Tigers. Yeah. And um, this guy likes LSU, but is a big fan of another school, and that'll end up giving it away who he is. Right. Um, I know who he he came yeah. over. I know who it is, coming. and we. Yeah, so we started we started watching some games and he started talking some trash about his team and LSU. <laughs> I didn't appreciate it too much. And um, I know it's going to sound a little gross, but this is what we do. We play jokes on each other. <laughs> and so I had a, a baby at the time and he had a pretty good, you know, poopy diaper. <laughs> and uh, I think my son was about 18 months old, two years old, right when, you know, they have that solid food and it really starts uh... to get kind of nasty. So I had just changed him. And you know this guy had had really pressed some buttons, so I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna get you because he tried doing something to me not too long before that. So I uh, went out through my garage. so I had a uh, I needed to move the cars. I had another big somebody else in my house that needed to get out, so um, I needed to go move his unit. And so I took the keys to go move his unit, went through my garage, and I went ahead and got some tape and it's nice <laughs> nice duct tape and the baby diaper. And I went underneath his seat, oh, and I stuck it up on the bottom man. of his seat, right? So it had a good two hours of just kind of fessing there before the shift started. Oh. And so, you know, we, we walk out and go ten eight, 8 and, um, you know, we're sitting there chatting, and he sits in there, and he stands back out. And he's just talking away, and I'm like, boy, well, he's going to hit you soon enough. <laughs> and he gets in his unit, and he starts driving off. And I'm like, it's only a matter of time before my phone rings. Right. So we started working the shift, and I had to meet up with Mike Irwin. And Mike was my shift supervisor. Uh, loved Mike to Yeah, he's a great guy. And so Mike and I are together. And we had he had something he needed me to work on with him um, earlier that shift. And so when I met up with Mike, I told him about it. And sure enough, while we're sitting there talking, and Mike's explaining something to me that he needed me to do later on, um, my phone rings, and I had it on this. The phone that I had used to sit in this little device and it would play on all the speakers, kind of like how you have your hands presets now. Right. It's kind of what it was when it first started out with your cell phones. And so Mike could hear the whole thing. And this guy's like, you know, end up making, end up saying it. And no joke, he goes, Oh, I just went out on this call and I, I farted before I went out on the call. <laughs> and I came back to my car, you know, 10, 15 minutes later and my car just smells like shit. And I start laughing, <laughs> and Mike laughing because he knows what I had done. Yeah. And we're just laughing away, and I'm like, did you not? Like, Come on, man, Like, I can identify the difference. Yeah. And, and he still didn't know. So
1: Mike's down, so like, don't finish the
0: thing he's wanting. A couple hours later, calls me again. He goes, bro, I don't know what I ate at your house, he goes, but <laughs> I keep farting in my car. just stinks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and now I had to let everybody else know, so I let everybody know in the west side, period. North, yeah. south, everybody knew. That's and funny. some of us were together when he would make this call, because, you know, you go on some calls, you get two or three units. Right. And he would call up, and, and so we're all just getting a good laugh at it. we about 2.30 in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. Now that it's not warm, and, you know, it, get, it can get cold at night. Um, as he was driving down the road, he turned his heater on. Oh, <laughs> And, <God>. and, and <laughs> When the heater was going, a few minutes later, all of a sudden, the smell came up and he's uh... like, and he immediately pulls the car over, throws it and parks to start searching. He's like, that's baby shit. baby shit. And he sticks his hand underneath the seat, and he comes across the diaper. And now he does what I did. <laughs> so I get the on the radio, my badge number was 321, so he's like, 321. <laughs> Meet me at uh, Burgess and One Ninety, and that was there was a a, a Freedom Fuel gas station there. Yeah, it used to be one spot we used to like to go to, and so I pull up over there, and everybody that heard him pull out on the radio knows exactly what it is, (laughs) including Mike. And so we all get over there, (laughs) and as soon as we get there, he's literally holding the diaper, and he's like, (laughs) "It," and he throws it at me, and uh, and we we're all just dying laughing because he literally drove around for nine out of the 12 hours of the shift, uh, thinking that that was him from farting. Oh, and, my God,
1: that's funny. <laughs> I, don't, I, I never heard that from Florida. I don't, I don't oh. know how I miss that, dude. That is hilarious. Dude, so he thought it was him. And, I, you know, when you turn those heaters on, those Crown Vicks, they roast you out. And, uh, so I can imagine when he turned it on, uh, he got the full facial of the, because I mean that's where it sucks the air from down there. He got He got the full facial of the of the baby poop smell. Oh, that's that, <laughs> a dookie, dookie smell. We'll call it, and
0: then so, well, you oh get
1: a bo- baby man. dookie. That's <laughs> my, my baby dookie <laughs> instead of my baby's daddy dookie. <laughs> well, oh, anyway, fun hope times, all man. Too grossed
0: out. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, know.
1: y'all. I, I, um, I guess we should have put a warning on this one. Uh but I think I think we told you it's gonna be a dookie story. So anyway, different, give you a little something to laugh at, start off 2020. Hope you enjoyed them. There's a million more of those came from. Uh and we appreciate and love y'all as patron members. And remember we're not making fun of anybody. We're we're laughing with them, if not at them. Uh well, maybe that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that we're gonna <laughs> but anyway but thank you all for listening jim you got anything
0: no just uh hope you guys have a great start to 2020 stay safe out there we love and appreciate each and every one of you glad we could do this for you guys and we'll be doing more stuff for you yes um, take advantage of those membership are those uh membership benefits let us know so we can schedule a phone call and We'll uh, speak with you
1: soon. Love you guys. Yeah, and appreciate. It. Hey, if y'all are coming to the live show, don't forget um, on the on the merch shirts for the live show, you get you get whatever your tier level is, you get that discount off the merchandise in the store also. So don't forget about that. That just popped in my head. But we appreciate y'all. Love you. Um, hope you enjoy. We'll be talking to you real soon. Your patrons rock. Uh, we love you. Love you. Love you. Until next time or ever. Don't let us catch you down on murder by you. Peace. Peace.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Get ready. You're going to do